Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Welcome, Light Church. It is so, so good to be here with you. So good to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me back. You know, if you are new here today, I know you are so welcome in this place. And if you have been here time and time before, thank you for having me back. Really good to be with you. We've just had such a good prayer time, you know, prepping for this message just before the Holy Spirit is here. And I'm excited to share that with you. I'm excited to share what he's put on my heart for you, you know. And we're in our Christmas series, right? You see these Christmas trees behind me. This is December, guys. How cool is that? And this is a really exciting time, right? A really exciting time. You know, we always look forward to Christmas. But I'm also aware this is a time where, you know, it can be quite painful. And certain things in our life, it it can be like quite challenging to process things at this time. And I just got this encouragement as I was prepping this message and as I was praying over you guys. And, you know, and and I got this image of these racehorses. Okay, and they're at the start of this race, and they're behind these little gates, all right? And they're just ready. Okay, as soon as those gates open, these horses are just going to be shooting down the line. There is going to be nothing stopping them. Okay, as soon as those gates open, I've got this image that God is ready. Okay, God is with you. God is so ready to pour his love into your lives. God is so ready to give you wisdom and understanding if you ask it of him. You know, he's so ready to bring freedom to a pain that you may have been carrying and just give you peace in that moment. So be encouraged, church. Be encouraged. God is with you. God is so, so good. He is with you. He is chasing after you. And he is ready just to lavish his love upon you this morning. How good is that, right? So exciting. God is so, so good. Okay, and I have got the privilege of, right, of kicking off this new series. And it is a class new series. It's, it's titled Out for Delivery, right? And it's based around the process of ordering a package. So when you're scrolling the web, right, and you're, you're scrolling your, your, your websites, and you come across this pair of, you know, these bright green corduroy dungarees, and you're like, man, I've just got to have those. I've got to have those. And so you go online, you put all your bank details in, you click purchase, and then this delivery screen comes up, right? And on this delivery screen, it has these four stages of this process. It says dispatched. It then has on its way, one more step and delivered. Okay, and this is the, the series that we're going to be on. This dispatched, on its way, one more step, delivered. And the aim of this series is to orientate our lives around Jesus. How cool. To orientate every aspect of our lives around Jesus, because this is a process that is relevant to each and every one of our everyday journeys. You know, some of these processes can relate to maybe a long journey, whereby, you know, it's maybe a career choice that you want to step into, and it takes years to get to this ultimate place of delivery where you're in this place where you want to be. You know, or maybe it's just setting out um, of your front door in a day, you know, and then returning home at the end of the day. There's this process, there's this journey that happens, or even in a conversation. You know, you, you start a conversation, there's something that happens and then you resolve. This is a process that happens in life all the time. 
And so we need, to put, we need to be aware of this process and we need to put some biblical truth behind this process because God wants to be in that with you. Okay, so I'm going to be speaking on this first um, title of Dispatched. All right, Dispatched, this first point, this first moment. Okay, and when something is dispatched, when something is on its way, there is an expectation that comes with it, right? There's an expectation that comes. We're expecting what we ordered to be delivered. And I'm going to be talking into this expectation this morning. The expectations that you have in life, because this is really important. This is where we start. It's our outlook on life. Okay, and what we're, we're in this season where we're about to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And this is almost the delivery of this process that was started a long time ago. You know, in, in the Old Testament, it writes the promise of the Messiah to come. And I'm going to read this little extract from Isaiah 53. If you're taking notes, write Isaiah 53 down. This is some real good scripture just to, to read through, to process, to meditate on with God. Say, God, what are you speaking to me through this? You know, what are you saying? So I'm just going to read this little extract right now. Isaiah 53, 4-6 says this. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we've considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought peace on him was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned our own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This was a promise, okay, of the Messiah to come. Someone who was going to come and take on all our sin and shame so we could live in this freedom that God has given us. We could live in this new set of circumstances that God wanted us to have. This way of life that was good and pure and true to him. All right, and there was this promise that was laid out. Okay, but as we read the scripture, and even as we look at the disciples, you know, everyone had their own way of navigating this promise. You know, people believed different things. Some people totally grasped that, other people didn't. Some people were skeptical, other people wanted uh, it to happen in this certain way. But what is the promise? What is true? How do we respond to the promises of God? How do you respond to the promises of God? I want to tell you a couple of stories, okay? So about a week ago now, I went camping with my wife, and it was my wife's first time camping, so it was a big moment. And, um, and we've been looking forward to going camping for quite a long time. And we've been planning it for a bit, and, and we knew that if we just got out of the door, and if we made this happen, we were going to enjoy it. We knew it would create memories. We knew we'd have something to talk about. We knew we'd enjoy it. And we wanted to use the van uh, and turn it into a, like a, a tent. And so, and so anyway, Saturday happened and, and, and Coley finished work. And, and it was getting late. It was getting dark. The van still wasn't packed. And there was all these things in the way of us going out and going camping. But we're like, no, we're going to make this happen. All right. And so anyway, we kept going. We got the van packed. And then we, we drove, we got picked up a pizza on the way and then we drove to the lakes. And we were just so expectant that we were going to have a good time. We were so expectant that this was going to be a, a, a weekend to remember. And so we get there and, you know, it's cold, but that was awesome because we we're in this good place. And, and we arrive at this place where we were going to camp overlooking the lake. And, and then we get out of the van and then just as we uh, park up, someone comes and parks up next to us, right? 
and we're a bit like, oh, you know, are we supposed to be here? Can we be here? Are they going to kick off at us? Anyway, turns out it was just this walker. And so he went on his walk and we were just, you know, enjoying getting everything ready. And, and anyway, he then comes back and, um, and because of this the expectation that we had and because we were enjoying every second of it, it kind of gave us a bit more confidence and made us more chatty. And, and so I started this conversation with this man. And, uh, and it turns out I was talking to him for a, literally an hour on the dot because my wife recorded me. She recorded the time it took uh, for me to get back and, and start playing games with her again. Um, but basically this, this man that I met just had this most incredible story about starting this church in Canada um, and all these different decisions he's had to make in faith, which is so encouraging and inspiring. This is chance encounter. And our expectation of this weekend was just magnified by all these different things that happened. And it was just an amazing experience. Another story. Uh, a friend of mine, about two weeks ago now, was on the way to work and uh, he was listening to Heart FM. I had this competition and drop a text if you want to enter this competition. So we dropped a text in and, um, and then about half an hour later, he received this phone call and they were like, you're, on, you're live on Heart FM. What was the name of this track? Or what was the artist who played this track? And he's like, right, okay, Ed Sheeran. And then the presenter just goes, you have just won 10,000 pounds. You know, just won 10,000 pounds. How cool is that? Right? I don't think he was expecting that day to wake up in the morning and be 10,000 pounds richer by the evening. You know, what an amazing day. Okay, and there's two things I want to take out of this. There's two points I want to make. So the first point of this, if you're writing down, our expectation has an impact on the outcome. Okay? We were expecting that weekend to have a good time. You know, we didn't let the cold affect us. We didn't let, you know, things not being quite ready on time affect us. We were expecting that we were going to enjoy this moment and we stepped into that. And point number two is this. Our expectation impacts our ability to experience the fullness of the journey. Okay, a little bit extra on that. Um, competition story he then rings his wife and he's like hey wife I've just won 10,000 pounds she's like no you didn't no way what are you on about and he's like I just won 10,000 pounds and she's like this is just another one of your practical jokes I do not believe that I can't see it in my account he's like I've just got off the phone with them I've not even given them my details she's like no you didn't and it took her quite a bit to get around to eventually believe that she'd won 10,000 pounds and actually, she didn't expect to win £10,000. She actually expected her husband to be more likely to be playing on a, a joke on her, right? But in that moment, she wasn't able to experience the fullness of what it was to be £10,000 richer, you know? And so our expectation impacts our ability to experience the fullness of a journey. And so I want to ask you right now, Light Church, what are our expectations of what's to come? And what is your outlook in life? What is your outlook in life? So what are we supposed to base our expectations on? 2 Corinthians 5.16 says this. Again, if you're writing down 2 Corinthians 5.16, so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. 
The new creation has come. Are the parameters of your expectation defined by the world or are they defined by Christ? This is really important. Okay, this is really important to have this awareness because the reality is we are in this world. And often the likelihood is our parameters can so easily be defined by the world. Okay, be defined by the world. And, and if you're not sure what I mean when I say the world, we speak about in scripture quite a bit. In 1 John 2, what it says is the world are the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions. It is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the reality is, if we base our expectations on worldly things, you know, the reality is it will leave us disappointed and we will then start to expect little from life. You know, things can seem good in the moment, but the reality is we will start to realise the truth in that expectation. You know, there's so many things, do this, have this. You'll be so much happier. This will give you so much fulfilment. But when it happens, you know, we're just left broken and we're left destroyed. You know, and that is the reality of setting our expectations on things that are of this world. And this is an awareness that we all must have because we fall into this all the time. So we've got to stay on track. We've got to keep addressing what are our expectations based on, okay? Or our expectations based on Christ. What does it say? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The new creation. Light Church, the reality is in Christ, there is this new set of circumstances. Okay, there is this new reality to life that is based on a hope, that is based on future, that is based on God giving you the best life you can possibly have. Okay, there is this new creation, a new set of dynamics, a new set of circumstances. Okay, and that is what God has for us. And he gives us a choice. Okay, this new creation, it gives us this choice to what degree are we going to embrace this new reality in life? This new calling, this new way of living. You know, that's a challenge, isn't it? To what degree we're we going to embrace this? So easy we can fall into the ways of this world because it's often so much easier. But God is calling us to this new way of life and this new set of circumstances. And Light Church, I encourage you to step into this, to step into this new way of life. God loves you so, so much. I want to read some scripture right now. And it's something that you'll all be familiar with. And it's um, when Jesus calms the storm. And there are some lessons in this. There are lessons in this that if we grab hold of this, if we run with this, it will change our lives. It will change everything we do. Because there is a, a reality to this new set of circumstances we now live in. One that is governed by God, governed by love. Let me read. Jesus calms the storm. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Guys, how often, this is a metaphor that I want to speak into now, how often um, do we find ourselves in a place where suddenly things just get challenging? Suddenly, something just arises, which is something that we're not expecting, and it's coming over and we can't see a way out. You know, the reality is we all can relate with that. Every single one of us can relate with us. Most of us probably can relate with that in this moment. You know, the storms of life just are rising up out of nowhere and just being like, what do I do? 
being fearful, being scared. What am I supposed to It's coming in. Listen to this. This is the reality of this new creation. This is the reality of living a life with Jesus, okay? But Jesus was sleeping, okay? The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're gonna die, we're gonna drown. This is what Jesus says. He says, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up, listen to this. He got up and this is the reality that Jesus has in our life. This is the reality of this new set of circumstances. He got up and he rebuked the winds and he rebuked the waves and it was completely calm. It was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. This is the reality of this new set of circumstances like church. You know, because when we, when we go about in this worldly logic, it's very understandable that one plus two equals three, and that is understandable. You know, a sudden uh, waves crashing in, coming overboard. The likelihood is this isn't going to die down and we're going to capsize and we're going to drown. And that is perfectly logical. But there is a new logic. There was a new set of uh, circumstances when we step into this relationship with God, whereby when we see these storms, we can expect something amazing to happen. We can expect peace. We can expect a calmness. We can expect to see Jesus do something miraculous. How good is that? It means we don't have to live in fear. It means we can, we can see life in a totally different way. One that is countercultural to the logic of the world, but is so relevant and so right and so logical in this new creation, this new set of circumstances that God urges us to live in. How cool. How cool is that? God is running after you like church. God is chasing after you. He's got so much for you. I'm so excited to see everything he's, he's going to do through you. And, and it's been amazing to be on this journey and see what he has been doing for you, doing through you. And I just urge you and I encourage you, just step in more so. Lean on him more. He's got so much for you. Do not be afraid. So how do we embrace this new reality, this new creation, this new set of circumstances that we now live in? Faith, okay? Romans 10, 17 says this. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Okay? Guys, we've got to get into scripture on this new level. We've got to be so drawn to scripture and, and we've got to be reading it each and every day so we know what to do. We know how we can live within this new set of circumstances. Have you ever walked down a street which you've done every day and you've, you've kept your head down? Okay, then all of a sudden you've realised, wait a minute, I can look up and I can engage with everyone in this, on, this, on this walk into work or on this walk. And then you decide to do that one morning and say, hi, hi, hi. And you engage with all these people and it's just this totally different experience, one that brings life. You know, you've got to get into the word to understand what this new dynamic looks like. So faith, okay? Faith from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Romans 10, 17. The next one is this, hope. You know, the Greek term for hope means an eager and confident expectation. All right, let me read Romans 15, 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. 
so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So may the God of hope, God is hope, God is the God of hope, fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. So as you read his word, as you begin to trust in him, you start to orientate your steps in line with that trust. You know, he tells you to take a step. He tells you to do this. You start to be obedient to that. You start to be obedient within that trust. And as you do that, as you journey with God, the God of hope, he's going to pour out his goodness into you so that you are overflowing with this joy and peace. Okay, that is really important for this new creation, for this new way of life. Okay, to have this hope. And the last one of this is love. Okay, the most important of all. I'm going to read some scripture over you right now. And it's 1 Corinthians 13. Write that down because you guys have got to keep studying this. Because it is so important and so relevant. I'm going to speak it and I'm going to read it through. Um, but just, just say, God, what are you saying to me through this? You know, what part of this do I really need to, to, to check and to, to uh, step into? And it says this, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardships that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. No records of wrongs. Love keeps no records of wrongs. Okay, God's saying that right now, love keeps no records of wrongs. I hear that church, no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And here's this, this is a promise. Love never fails. When you're in your community, love never fails. When you're struggling with something in life, love never fails. When you're understanding how to go about this relationship, love never fails. Hear that, God is just speaking that into all of us. Love never, ever fails. How good is that? And then to the end of that passage says this, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Greatest of these is love. Now my prayer for you is that you would have an outlook which is in line with the promises of God, that you're positioned in a place where you see the future as good, where you see the future as hopeful, where you're expectant of the things to come, that they will be good. And that you will be able to live in this freedom that God gives us every day. You know, maybe that is you this morning. Maybe you've, you've not entered into this relationship with God. You've not embraced this new creation, this new set of circumstances whereby we can have hope in times of challenge. Whereby we can have freedom when it seems like there's no freedom. You know, maybe that's you today and you want to step into this moment. And I just want you to pray a simple prayer with me. Okay, and it's just real simple. It's like, God, this life you've given me is yours. Okay, and just pray that over and over. This life you've given me is yours. God, this life you've given me is yours. 
if you want to embrace this new set of living, this new set of circumstances, just say to God, this life you've given me is yours. And Holy Spirit, I pray you take hold of them in this moment. And you just lavish your love upon them, Father. You let them see creation and life the way you intended, Lord God. Thank you for those individuals. Oh, Father, you love them so much. Thank you, Father. And maybe you've been caught up with this worldly expectation and your outlook and life is maybe bleak in this moment in time. You know, it's just another Christmas. It's just another year. It's just another season. And your outlook is bleak, but maybe even basing your expectations on a worldly understanding. I pray that God shows you just how incredible the life he has called you to live is. Just how exciting. Just how intentional he was when he designed and created you. And I want to invite you to, to um, I want to invite him to show you that right now. Okay, I want to invite God just to, in this moment, speak into your life and show you just how incredible you are and how amazing the life he's got for you is. Are you expectant for God to move in this season? Are you expectant to God to move radically in your, communi in your community? Are you expectant to see this, this love that never fails just sweep across this land? Like church, you are gonna be so instrumental in this. You are gonna be so instrumental in the work that God is doing. Okay, and I'm so excited for you. Get hold of this. Get hold of this love that God is just urging us to pour out on people. You're doing so well. Keep going. Step in. Lean in. Receive God in this moment. Your outlook on life is something that is based in Christ. is based on the promises of God. And that is exciting. Holy Spirit, I just pray you move in this moment, in this space. Lord God, we love you. Father, our lives are yours. We're excited to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. What a privilege it is to be a part of your work, Father, to be a part of this plan that you've got for us. Father, use us in a way that we see this happen in our communities. We see this happen in our land. There is no more need. There is no more want. And you reign above all, Father. Thank you, Father, that you are a God worth worshipping. You are so good to us, Father. I love you, Light Church. Have a great Christmas. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.